Hi, this is Satish, and this is Raghu, and together we are the inconceivable Star Wars lovers back once again. May the fourth be with you. So, yes, we are uh, at our annual Star Wars uh, episode. I got a bad feeling about this. So we decided that uh, we would finally uh, hash it out, and I would. attempt not to beat ragu over the head with why the star wars prequels are the most terrible movies ever made <laughs> dude we have watched we have sat through like so many of the mithun das movies and you know see you can't really say that the phantom menace was worse than gunda i mean see come you're, on you're going to relate star wars to gunda now aren't you <laughs> there is always a mystical connection of every movie made by man with gunda or woman Do you feel a disturbance in the force? That's me trying, me thinking very evil thought. It's not really midi chlorians. It's mithun dark chlorians. Okay, <laughs> let's make this absolutely clear. But anyway, so yeah, so Satish and I have, uh, let's say, you know, slightly different opinions about the prequels. I'm just your average movie watcher. I think those movies are not that bad. Satish is an extreme radical. He thinks George Lucas should be tarred, <laughs> brushed, and then made to watch the Phantom Menace. No, no, and all the and the other two prequels yes, in, a, in loop a loop forever. Yes, in a loop forever, yes. <laughs> with no music because the music was still very good. The music was good. So yeah, so that's you know let's that's that's a nice segue, Satish. Yeah, the music was good. The movie was actually the so so. So uh the movies were not that bad in my opinion because there were some nice qualities about them and they were eminently watchable. Uh, and at least one of them was watchable twice in my opinion and I have seen all of them more than once. But uh the music was definitely I think uh John Williams did a great job I think coming back. So I figured we'd first set up our positions and then I in the interest of both our sanities the listeners sanities and the podcasting world at large would limit myself to the one most egregious thing each prequel does terribly because they do lots of things terribly but i'll limit myself to one and then we take it from there that sounds reasonable like i said i am not like you know i'm i'm not the other extreme of you i'm not like oh my god these movies are great nothing like that but i i i do want to come to the defense of the movies in the sense that i don't want people to go and watch them and enjoy them and not get caught up in some of the things that you're going to talk about now. Um okay so my biggest critique of these movies so okay is simply that they do a terrible job of trying to explain the Star Wars universe. So they had one job. Their job was to explain how Darth Vader became Darth Vader and how the Star Wars universe became the Star Wars universe. And they fail at that one task. That's a that's two jobs. They're both intrinsically linked. but they fail at that one task they fail at setting up anything let alone forget the universe or or whether they fail at setting up anything really you think they didn't set up the universe nicely i thought they did that grant i mean i'll grant you this much uh, darth vader's motivations are uh, poorly sketched out across the mm-hmm. three i i thought that was a failure mm-hmm. of the fact that they wanted to make a trilogy where they would in tiny bits and pieces uh, you know explain darth vader's motivations and how he becomes the bad guy but uh i thought the universe setup was really good you know introducing the empire introducing the you know plants like genosis corsican nabu everything was 
you know the uh, the different races mm-hmm. i will not mention jar jar bings but definitely it a whole a whole type of you know creatures who are like him 3d generated models i mean i don't know it i thought it was i thought it was fantastic the whole the whole universe setup i thought was fantastic linking the universe setup to the story okay granted that was also so, like you know like you say it's that's sketchy. the sort of thing which is uh, is why you get is why i get frustrated with the other part is because you can see there's a lot of imagination here you can see the guy has clearly thought like it, it, you know we keep talking about all these great literary authors like jk rowling and tolkien how they you know they figure out the elves and the dwarves and they came up a whole backstory and they know about every other planet and all the other ways in which magic is used and all of that and lucas clearly has done a lot of that in his head or has hopefully written some of that down and he used that but like it's not just enough to make this pretty computer generated imagination filled world right like the world should should contribute to the story somehow like why is this world why was the empire going to be built in this world if it was such a beautiful world with all these different races why would the empire be able to take over if everyone was happy well none of that is ever set up the empire just takes over because that the story demand my problem with any of these things always never do things because the story demands you should it should be done because characters the world is in a place where this is going to happen it should be organic not i decided that now they're going to die and so they die but my understanding was that uh, he wanted a lot of that happening in uh, the times okay the books the the whole uh, cartoon mini series sure. which by the way is a prequel and it's probably the the most amazing prequel clone wars yeah, that the that cartoon one, series yeah, that, that prequel series is actually actually redeems a lot of the of of the actual prequel yeah. movies but that was my understanding that he would be building it up there i think they just didn't see enough money there well <laughs> after he murdered the the film series he pretty much ensured that he would really have to convince people to watch these things like these things could have taken off like he could have made it much bigger and much more you know encompassing and all that but i don't know we we i mean we can quote statistics here right we can talk about how much the first how much episode 1 killed people wanting to go watch episode 2 and 3 and you can see this in the way these box office collections panned out but that's all sort of digressing okay let's 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 get into it okay so episode 1 Okay, let let's start off on a happy note. So why need why need uh, uh so I'm just going to say episode 1 the biggest problem with episode 1 is the fact that <laughs> happy note is the biggest problem. <laughs> Trust me, I'm going to stay away from cursing. <laughs> Therefore this is a happy note. That that is a happy note. If you listen to him curse, you'll be like, yeah, what is this? um on a happy note uh the biggest uh the biggest problem or the biggest issue with episode 1 is simply that in context with the others it ends up sounding mu- turning coming off much much worse than it really is and that's why it is a happy note because i don't completely 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 abhor this movie i, I think it is reasonable in here and there like i think both of us agree the pod race is reasonable um the the final The final fight sequence is is fun if you don't watch this video that I sent Raghu where they point out how how silly that fight sequence is. Uh you know every every shot in the fight sequence actually aimed to miss. So anyway, um 
but you can see like if when you examine the movie in detail it actually shows up as wanting but if you just take it as a sort of fun kids movie where a little kid became very powerful pod racer then it is not terrible so one this is the most left-handed compliment <laughs> i've ever heard i'm definitely putting it in some review somewhere at some point yeah the uh, what i can't i can't even rephrase it now anyway uh the second thing is i don't think it's a kids movie it's uh well by that token i think many people think star was a kids movie so let's not even go there i don't think it's a kids movie because it did have you know the requisite amount of violence that a that a non kids movie does need a lot of killing lot um, like one guy dies two two people die no no people die all over the place oh, yeah, that, that whole yeah the unneeded thing where she runs around yeah, i remember now uh you're making me go back and remember these movies i was trying to forget them anyway keep going <laughs> okay uh the uh, the one well, i mean the movie ha- really did a, i thought it did a good job of setting up the universe mm-hmm. all right uh, it set up uh things about the the alliance with the trade federation and you know it set up some of the back story pretty well uh the gungan battle mm-hmm. was i thought i thought that was awesome like this is 1999 we are talking about with like dolby stereo playing uh and the whole battle that's that's actually one of my oldest like one of my Uh, you know it was a, that was a fun memory i thought that was i think that was my first star wars mm. movie that i ever saw so when it released obviously so uh, so you know that was fun and uh, the pod race granted it was not like ben hur terrific but uh, i i thought that they they really you know had a it was it was uh, it was a nice quest right you have to win this so that you can get free instead of doing something stupid like you know he becomes the escort for whatever the the biggest problem i had was the two biggest problems i had with the whole movie was one was the whole uh, the jesus thing mm-hmm. that happens with anakin skywalker i i really wish they had dropped that i i know it's a very common theme in movies where you want to like kind of um justify the death or like the what's the word the right. downfall so you've seen it in many movies like that and the other problem i had was the midichlorian oh. uh, explanation which uh, and the and the age mm-hmm. of the kid i wish they had found a teenager yeah yeah that but otherwise i thought it was a, it was an actual good movie they had some really good fight sequences choreographed or not every every martial arts movie is choreographed yeah, these they hit to miss there is a good there is a way to choreograph these things where it looks convincing in hindsight and there is a way to choreograph them nobody so nobody does that shole looks convincing to you come compared on to this, compared Epic. to this shole is like a master class in choreography choreography no it's a bad most of the fight sequences are bad in that movie all that holy fight sequence and all that oh my god they're really bad okay there are one or two nice vignettes that you remember really but the the overall fight sequences like dharmendra goes and like he you know moves his hand across somebody's face and the guy just falls See, but, it doesn't even make contact here's the thing here's the thing like um we we went through this like we we 
we've looked we watched some of the sh- short you know some of the sequences we love in shole and here that's the thing like the big action sequences okay so maybe the smaller fight sequences don't hold up that's true of many movies they don't you know like you watch dirty harry today and there are something in dirty harry like wow that's a really tame way to take the movie but like the big things you know shole holds up in some really big sh- in like big major ac- action scenes shole holds up phantom menace like where sadly sadly like the 1999 cgi the overuse yeah. of that 1999 level cgi essentially means that there are whole parts of the movie which just look like they are cgi and i i don't know how the force awakens is going to hold up in in 10 years but a lot yeah. of the big sequences think, are still uh, like yeah, I, physical sets and you have real action happening and that sort of thing you know i think a lot of the perception is hindsight. that is true i said especially especially with like revenge of the uh, i know we are kind of skipping movies now but definitely revenge of the sith is it's, it's way cgi heavy uh anyway so so that's that's what i think i think i think phantom menace is definitely worth a watch it's definitely one of the movies where uh especially the i, I don't know battle of nabu i think is uh, was an amazing sequence it was well choreographed well done it was all cgi granted but or mostly all <laughs> cgi but uh but it was definitely uh, uh one of the better movies that yeah, i have no i know. i grant you that it is the most it is the more watchable one of these three completely ridiculous movies but anyway so we move on to to the movie i really don't want to <laughs> <laughs> we move on to attack of the clones and attack of the clones essentially manages to get into tries its best to set up motivations and tries its best to set up i guess what is supposed to be a classic love story for the ages or something and it it is the it is a, it is a shiny example of how not to do any of those things they make the creepiest possible they they make a little kid a completely creepy character that in any other movie would probably have been beheaded and then they give him terrible lines which are supposed to make a girl fall in love with him and those are probably some of the creepiest lines that there have ever been written in cinema and the worst part is she falls in love with him for some reason at the end of that and somewhere in all of this there is a long drawn out thing there are lots of people talking in boardrooms and then they have a eventually they end up in an arena and they have a bunch of jedi just sort of who seem to be just swinging around like like this movie eventually moves into so much cgi that you don't really know uh, you you keep totally buy that these people are probably just waving their hands about in a studio like it's so clear that there are whole scenes of this movie which is just people walking around in front of a green screen talking to nothing because they're not doing anything like why do you, why do you even like the marvel movies they don't give you this impression it's, it's a bunch they of people walking a, around in green they, scenes talking to nothing and waving their hands around impression like i have no problem with movies being full of green screen you do deadpool is green screen like the entire opening sequence is completely green that screen that is true it's all green screen you watch yeah, the movie you don't amazing. realize it like you watch afterwards you watch it and like whoa all that was green screen really that was not yeah Yeah this is complete digression but Satish found a link where they deconstruct the whole Deadpool opening sequence and you guys must watch it. You can you can just find it online or we'll post a link but it's amazing. It's it's unbelievable what they can do with you have good again but the catch here is we're talking about what was 2002 to 2003 2002 something like that. Yeah, yeah again CGI is not really there and it's being overused. Again lots of imagination I'm not going to deny Raghu there's lots of imagination at play here but seriously like 
you know that's an interesting point i maybe have a soft corner in my heart for these uh, for these uh, movies because a lot of the cgi that you mm-hmm. see today uh, those boundaries were pushed by uh, you know these guys as well like lucas films some of the amazing some of the amazing work that you see in today's movies is all come from the brains of engineers at lucas films and lucas arts so that's why this is more frustrating because if if you watch the original trilogies you know whatever new hope past strikes back and return of jedi again I, that's how ilm was formed that's how cg that's how you know special effects really started coming to their own but they also they made huge use of real models like like they pushed the boundary of what you can make people believe is happening in in hypothetical space using models and those a lot of those hold up real pretty well like i'm not saying they look great and they look amazing or something but they don't look terrible yeah but i think i think like like we keep like we keep pointing out i don't think there was a movie in 2004 that could really do outdoor cgi you, you know what i mean like outdoor special <laughs> effects the way we see so, it now i'm i'm not blaming them for for the limitation of the technology i'm blaming them for overusing right. limited technology like they knew when they see, saw it that this is not like they knew the limitation of the technology look here's a classic example take jurassic yeah. park right they knew those dinosaurs are not going to look convincing when you overuse the cgi and you see that in the second jurassic park movie what did he do he had like a minimum number of shots and he shot them all in the dark yeah. so you wouldn't be able to tell it's cgi he used a lot of physical right, models right, right. so that you would not believe that there was cgi and the end effect is you know it's it's one of it's one of the it's like it it was it's the, one of the first movies i watched in the theater it's like an effect that still take gets me today yeah the moral of this story is don't watch a star wars movie <laughs> don't watch any of the prequels with me please don't but okay all right so so for the for the second movie i think uh, the highlights you know what yes the second movie was actually uh, any highlights that the movie had were just kind of lost in the love story that happens which god i mean i have no idea why they did that but the battle i mean you made fun of the battle in the arena i actually thought that was that was a yeah that was a good fight sequence the one thing they got right in all the prequels was they were able to set up some really good you know fight sequences none of this is believable force folks it's happening in some weird universe space but it was uh, i thought that the arena was like uh, you know one of the better one of the better things in that movie otherwise yeah you're right like the motivation setup of how palpatine starts seducing anakin to the dark side and all that good stuff was like it was it was mostly boring i think i think that's the only way i could re- i that's the only way i can read this movie it's mostly boring uh, the other highlight was count doku yeah that's that is fair uh, C- christopher lee as the vampire jedi is just that amazing is, that is true. he is definitely the big highlight of the movie i agree yeah Uh, uh, and 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 the whole uh, the whole premise of how he uh, you know he's trying to become mm-hmm. the next sith and you know how the uh, the kind of machinations that he does i i thought that that was pretty interesting of course it also exposed jedi for the naive idiots that they were for all of the yoda talk they are basically just blindly going through life you know waving their uh, lightsabers Anyway, so okay, so we move on to to number three, which which suffers simply because at this point I think Lucas realized that hey, I have to 
finish this movie. Anakin needs to become Vader by the end of this movie, but he does not have any reason yeah. to become Vader. Oh, okay, let me make a bunch of things happen so that Anakin becomes Darth Vader, and that's how this movie basically progresses. It actually is the fastest paced of the three, especially compared to the "My God, why aren't you guys doing anything?" version of Episode Two. But like, it's mostly it's it it feels it, uh, i mean i remember thinking this when i watched the movie earlier and I, when i watched it recently as well it feels a lot like one of those video games you know like virtua cop where you can't actually move yeah. right you you just have to stand and then you're like <laughs> taken along for a ride because well that's where the game is going to take you it feels like that like okay now he has to kill a bunch of things so that he's shown as evil okay now uh his wife natalie portman has to Really sad because uh, we need to set up her death. Okay, you know, like stuff just keeps happening. Like, no rhyme or reason. No, again, a lot of it is not the movie's fault. It's because of the previous movie's fault. But doesn't forgive this movie though. It's still too too much happens for no good reasons. Yeah, I think it was just. It almost feels like you know one week in the life of a Sith Lord kind of thing. <laughs> Things are happening. I went from being a Jedi to a Sith Lord. Yeah, this was yeah. I mean, I guess the only redeeming thing about this movie was uh, the final sequence. Well, that it was the final of this yeah, the final of the sequence. <laughs> How did you like the fight sequence in this one? You know, the one where he and Kenobi are jumping around lava. Obi Wan and- Kenobi. Yeah, that was. Oh, actually, that was. That was that was not compared to the rest <laughs> of the movie. That was not bad. And it was completely destroyed by that last thing where he says, "Give me your hand" or whatever he does that, right? And I'm like, "Dude, why? Exactly why? You know, yeah, the like there was no sense to that. So uh, the whole, the whole, even McGregor was, I thought always throughout the series, misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Criminally underused. His basically his his presence is to brood <laughs> and then to be to a, be a Cassandra and then you know we take part in some of the action sequences. I guess that's all Obi Wan's <laughs> role is. Even in the first movie, he is there, he dies. You know, to be any broods. Uh, that's what Alec Guinness did as well. But but it always felt like given McGregor was kind of you know. I I really wish they didn't have Qui Gon Jinn. So so that's so that's the three movies. So yeah. So the last thing I wanted to say is, so if you think about what uh, sort of the reason all of this happens, I guess the way this these movies try to set up why the empire that shows up in the, the original trilogy happened, why the emperor managed to take place, why all of that happens, it's because of utterly 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 mind numbingly boring discussions around round tables and parliaments the movie's name is I had a- it involves a lot of trade disputes which do not happen in the form of gigantic space battles no 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 they happen in the form of people arguing over a conference room in a conference room uh, that is probably like in, in hindsight, that is the biggest crime these movies could have done. Like, I could have forgiven a lot of this stuff. It was just like, okay, these are just like three crazy action movies which have no sense. But no, no, no. He had to go in and put in a lot of parliamentary debate. 
you mean he had to try to put in a little bit of reality because most wars happen in a boardroom come on dude dude the first three movies are called star wars i don't remember boardrooms playing a gigantic role in these those movies there was a boardroom scene yes they were don't there you remember there was a boardroom scene which ended in a depiction of the force and therefore the boardroom scene was completely okay cloud city was mostly boardrooms not the same thing yes not what do you mean not the, the same, same thing? thing they keep discussing and negotiating and bartering that's why they do in the second movie he simply tells him i have changed the deal pray i do not change it any further which i guess we should be thankful to lucas for i have changed the story pray i do not change it any further and make darth vader a complete wuss yeah yeah <laughs> but in hindsight i think uh, the movies of course you know the prequels are while not the greatest of all uh the star wars movies made by you know by far reach they're definitely worth a watch there are definitely inconsistencies um i and you know i i wonder if they're reading the tie in books which there are many of would kind of tie over some of the inconsistencies at this time it doesn't make much difference because i think uh, disney has officially called all the tie-ins non canon yeah you know non non canon so uh, we are kind of you know stuck with just the three movies in isolation and the cartoon series so um that's always kind of difficult to manage but they are i still believe worth at least one watch if not uh, more you uh, the movies were ambitious and uh, while they don't necessarily expand our knowledge of the star wars uh, mythos by much i think they do expand our knowledge of the star wars universe which you know i guess at the we don't understand the people any better but we do get to know something about the world all the things that you suddenly see destroyed in force awakens that's where all the uh, prequel action happens it almost felt like mm-hmm. a catharsis oh these are spoilers of course where the force awakens shows the destruction of all the empire planets by the first order's uh, uh uh big gun uh and it almost felt like uh you know that was like a catharsis and the and disney basically saying those things that happened between 99 and 2005 <laughs> undone yeah i think i think when i watched force awakens my first message to ragu was redemption and, and then he was like star wars uh, yes <laughs> and then we talked about uh, whether the movies would hold up i mean i'm i'm curious to see like so here's the thing right the, the prequels are much more reviled today 10 years later right then they were when they came out when they came out people were like eh i guess he made something eh, okay i guess we're done with this let's keep moving on um i'm curious to see what happens with force awakens in 10 years like would people still think or will they be like ah eh, that movie is a rehash of a bunch of old movies um uh, you know they could have done so much i don't know why they played it so safe we, we don't know we have to see i think they're always <laughs> saying that it's only been a few months hopefully we, you've been not uh, convinced you to stop listening early on in the show so if you're still here then you should please do rate us on iTunes because we'd love to hear from you guys we love if you guys would follow us and tweet us we're on we're at icd podcast on twitter we're on facebook we're now on soundcloud we're also on google play podcast uh and uh, a bunch of other places we'd love to hear from you guys we guys have suggestions for other movies we can rip apart for your pleasure and debate about we're happy to do so may the force be with you